Today's message comes from one of my favorite verses to use when we talk about the subject of salvation and when we talk about you know how, how does someone get salvation? How does someone get eternal life? Is it by faith? Is it by works? You know, what do you have to do? And this is one of my favorite verses to use when I'm out doing personal evangelism. And I want to take the time to explain this verse well to you today. Now we're going to look at the key words in this verse and try to help you understand this verse. Because many of you have tuned in today to this program. Some of you believe yourself to be a Christian. You identify yourself as a Christian. And yet, you're not. You say, what? Yeah, I talk to people every week who think they're Christian, but when you start asking them questions about the Bible, you have to point out to them, they don't really know the message of the Bible and they don't truly understand salvation. And if you don't truly understand salvation, you can't be a Christian. Uh, you can carry a Bible, you can go to church, you can try to follow the commandments, but that don't make you a part of God's family. It's kind of like if, if I saw uh, or if some child, you know, he, he took a liking to me and he said, I want to be his son, and he began to serve me and began to try to do things for me. Well, he can do that all he wants to, but that's not going to make him my son. That's not going to make him a part of my family. And so I want us to look clearly here at Galatians chapter 2, verse 21. And I want you to see what God is teaching us here through this verse. Because some of you need to change your thinking. Now some of you tuned in today and you, you want to know about Christianity. You want to learn about Christianity. Well, this is the basis of how to become a true believer in Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 2, verse 21, the Bible says this, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Now, there are, let's say, three key parts to this verse. The first part is, I do not frustrate the grace of God. That's the first. The second is, for if righteousness come by the law, and the third part of this verse, then Christ is dead in vain. Let's break this down. In order to understand this verse, we need to understand what some of these words mean. The first word we want to explain is the word frustrate. The word frustrate, it means to, to make of no effect. If we were in a football match and I was defending against you and you're a good player, and every time you got the ball, I was kicking the ball away or breaking your rhythm or keeping you from doing good things with the ball, you could say that I was frustrating you. Like, man, that guy is frustrating me, meaning I'm limiting your effectiveness. The word can also mean to reject. 
or it can mean to disesteem, meaning to decrease something's value. And what Paul, what Paul is saying here, he says, look, I don't devalue the grace of God. I do not reject the worth and the power of God's grace. I do not limit or I don't want to limit the effectiveness of God's grace. So that's the word frustrate. We're going to come back to that in a little while, and I'm going to give you an illustration on that. But that's what the word frustrate means. Now, the word grace. The word grace, it's God's favor. It's God's goodness. If you have God's favor upon you, then you are strong. You have power. You have authority from God. So God's grace is His favor which empowers us. And so He is saying, I do not frustrate or I do not make of no effect God's power, God's favor. The next word I want to look at is the word righteousness. The word righteousness it is the idea of innocence. If you are righteous, then you are innocent. You're not guilty. And you are worthy of reward. And the Bible says, if righteousness come by the law, it is very clear in the Scriptures that to go to heaven, to be with God, to have everlasting life, you have to be righteous. You have to be declared innocent in the sight of God. You have to be righteous in the sight of God. But the question is, how do we get this righteousness? How do we get this innocence that will allow us to pass into God's kingdom and to be with Him eternally? But the word righteousness means innocent. We're going to explain that in a moment. Then the word law. The word law is God's rules, God's commands, God's wishes, God's ways. This is the word law. And then the word vain. The word vain means no reason, of no effect, empty. Now let's look at what this, this verse is talking about. It says, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Let's look at the second part of that verse first. We'll come back to the first part. It says, if righteousness come by the law. Okay, so what is it saying? It's saying this. If you become innocent or if you become righteous in the sight of God because of the law, because of obedience to God's commands, then there's a consequence to that. If we are righteous because we have done everything God said to do, then the result of that is Christ is dead in vain. In other words, if I can be righteous or innocent because I obeyed all the law, then there was no reason for Christ to die. You see, folks, the very understanding, the clear understanding from the Scripture as to the reason for Jesus coming to the earth is that He came to die on the cross. He was seeking to save that which was lost. The Bible says He died for sinners. 
He did not die for the righteous. Why? Because righteous men are innocent. Righteous men are not guilty. And a holy, righteous God would not punish a righteous man. A holy, righteous God would not send a righteous man to hell. So if we were righteous because we obey the law, then there would be no reason for the death of Christ. So if you are one of these people who have been taught in your church or by your pastor that you have to obey God's laws to be saved, you have believed a lie. You have been deceived, and the Scripture specifically says that here. If righteousness comes by obeying the law, Christ died for no reason. You do not fundamentally understand who the person of Christ is and what He did. He was God in the flesh, sent to die for the sins of man. And He died in our place that we might go free. The Bible says, He who knew, this is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, He who knew no sin became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. So He who was innocent, the sinless Son of God, hung on a cross and became sin. He became a sinner so that He could give us His righteousness. And you say, some of you say, that you're going to earn your righteousness. You say, oh, I will keep the law and be righteous. Well, the Bible says if that's what you believe, that you're going to keep the law and be righteous, then the Bible says Christ died for no reason. Because you don't need Christ. Because you're saying that you've obeyed the law. Well, God says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What's that mean? Well, Glory means to honor. God said He would honor, or, or God is, I should say, God is obligated to give honor to those who do right. And God said, if we had been righteous by obeying the law, then God would have to be like, great job. You deserve heaven. But what God says is the opposite of that. God said we've all sinned, and we have failed, we have come short of His applause. We have come short of His glory because of sin. And we do not deserve heaven. It has to be a gift that He gives us through the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. See, Christ did not die in vain. He died for sinners because the law could not save. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3 and verse number 20, it says this, Therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. You see, the law, if you look into God's law and you read it, it will tell you this. It will tell you that your obligation is to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, 
with all your mind, with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, any honest person who read that would have to come to the conclusion that they have failed to love God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, with all their strength. They would have to admit that they have not loved their neighbor as their self. And they would see themselves as not living up to the law. So the law exposes you as a sinner and then that's when you can understand what Jesus did. Jesus died for your sin. Listen, if you have obeyed the law, then you would not be a sinner. Therefore, you would be making the statement, Jesus didn't die for me. So in one breath, you say, oh, I believe in Jesus. But in another breath, you say you're going to heaven because you keep the law. Which is it? Because they both cannot be true. Either you're guilty of breaking the law and you need Christ's redemption, or you have kept the law and Christ died for no reason. This is what this verse is teaching us. And then it says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. What does that mean or how do we understand that? The way we understand that is this. Let me give you this illustration. Let's say I have a brother and I... I love my brother. I care about my brother, and I want to express my love and devotion to him. So I take, I save up my money, I go out and I buy a new phone. And I spend a lot of money on this phone. And I bring it to my brother, and I say, I bought you a gift, I want to I give it to you, and I give him the phone, or I offer him, the phone. And my brother, he looks at it. He says, oh, it's a nice phone. He said, that phone probably cost a couple thousand CDs. And he pulls out money and he counts out money and he hands me money. He hands me 2,000 CDs for my phone. Would I take it? No. Would I be bothered by him offering me the money? Yes. Because I tried to do something for my brother that showed him my love and he wants to pay for it. So basically my brother is saying to me, I've got money, I don't need you. But let's change that story. Let's say... I went to my brother and I offered him the phone and my brother pulled out one Ghana CD. One Ghana CD. And he, and he, he said, here, I'll pay for it. Now, what has my brother done to me? My brother has insulted me. He has valued the phone that I bought for him to be only worth one CD. And he thinks that he's going to pay me one CD for something I paid 2,000 CDs for. And so the first time when he offered me the value of my phone, the 2,000 CDs, it hurt me because he was rejecting my gift. The second time when he only offered me one CD, he insulted me because not only did he reject my gift, 
but he did not understand the value of my gift. He placed a value on the phone of only one CD. Now he has insulted me. And listen to me, what we do to God when we try to offer our works as payment for his salvation, we are insulting God. And that's what Paul was saying here. I don't frustrate the grace of God. God's grace, the Bible says we're saved by grace and that not of ourselves, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. It is a gift of God, not of works, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. God says we're saved by His grace, His favor, His goodness. And when we try to offer our works in exchange for His grace, God says, you insult me. Because you think you can put a price on my grace. And He said there was only one price for my grace. It was the precious blood of my Son. That's something you cannot offer. That is only something you can receive the blessing of. And so if you're trying to be righteous in the sight of God by keeping His law, then you're frustrating God's grace. And you're saying to God, Christ died for no reason. And God says to you, go to hell, I do not know you. But if today you will admit you have sinned and you will admit that you don't obey God's law, that you can't obey all God's law, and that you need salvation, and if you understand that Jesus shed His blood and paid for your sin and received God's grace by faith, then God will say to you, welcome to the family. I said earlier in my message that many of you that you tuned into this program today and you thought you were a Christian, but you're not. The reason I said that is this, because many of you, you think you're a Christian because you try to obey God's laws. Listen to me. You have to be born again first. You have to get into God's family through the blood of Jesus Christ first before you can please God or before God can be your father. You have to stop trusting in your obedience. Stop frustrating the grace of God. Stop making the crucifixion and the sacrifice of Christ of no value and realize that righteousness only comes through faith in Jesus Christ. And I implore you today, I beg you today, I plead with you today to stop trusting in your own works and stop frustrating the grace of God and put your faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. The Bible says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I've said it many times on this program, but when I was a 20-year-old young man, a man asked me, If you die today, would you go to heaven? And I said to him, Yes. The reason I said yes is because I determined that I was a good person. I figured, why would God send me to hell? I'm a good guy. But when he showed to me from the Bible that I had sinned, and then he explained to me what Jesus did, it made sense to me for the first time in my life. I had been to church for most of my life, but I never understood truly why Jesus died because I never truly understood that I was a sinner 
who truly needed salvation, and I could not save myself. And that night, I put my faith in Jesus Christ. I told God, God, I'm a sinner. I don't deserve heaven. I deserve hell. But I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me on the cross, that He was God in the flesh, that He died for me and rose from the dead, and I'm trusting in that for my salvation. I hope you'll do that today if you've never done it before. If you have done that and you are a believer in Christ, share this message with others. Help to spread the truth that Jesus saves. We don't save ourselves. Righteousness is through His blood, not through our keeping the law. Thank you for watching the Fundamental Hour. Again, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us on our social media platforms. Give us a phone call. Visit our church in Boshane, Kumasi. We love you. Thank you. We'll see you next time on the Fundamental Hour.